Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Can we talk about underpants? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like Brian Stelter. What kind of <laughs> underpants do you think he wears? I don't want to think about that. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. it's smooth like a Ken doll, I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> I doubt he wears something cool like Tommy John. Now, Tommy Tommy John is uh, the maker of underwear, and, uh, you know, I don't wear any, so what do I know about that? However, what I... People right now, why are like, you revealing Ugh. all these weird things? <laughs> I don't know why you know this about Brian Stelter. That's an interesting. Well, I'm just it's just a guess. Anyway, um, they also make loungewear and it's really, really great. 17 million pairs sold so far. Tommy John has made couples across the count, uh, country comfier than ever. Let him do the same for you and your Valentine. Uh, best pair uh, of underwear and loungewear you'll ever wear. Tommy John. Become a fanatic now. $20 off your order of $100 or more right now at TommyJohn.com slash Beck. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. Sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It's Tuesday, and I just have to bring some news from Washington to you. That is such a relief. Uh, I mean, people think that Joe Biden is a little out of touch. The administration is a little out of touch with the average person. Um, But I'm going to correct that myth. Okay, there's not going to be any uh, any of this fake news on this program. I'm going to correct that. This guy is, he is rock solid. He is living right where the American people are. Just some things the White House announced yesterday. And you, you will see. Out of touch? Pudding. Don't do it. That's the deal. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Jeffrey lives here in Texas. He writes in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I want to send a message in of thanks, Glenn. I am free of pain in my knee and lower back, which means I can keep my auto detailing business going. Let me tell you, it was touch and go there for a while. I'm back to working hard and riding my motorcycle. Uh, Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you for riding in. Relief Factor. Relief Factor is not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. 
three-week quick start has been developed, and it's uh, 1995. It's a dollar a day like the trial pack, and uh, hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order it month after month. Why would you do that unless it works? Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com, Relief Factor. Feel the difference. So, Stu, uh, when you think of Joe Biden, what is the first thing that just leaps to your mind? Well, Lunch Bucket Joe. Lunch Bucket Joe, which, you know, everybody in the press has called him that for middle class Joe. Middle class Joe. Why would you call him middle class Joe? Because everyone calls him middle class Joe. (laughs) He tries to say, come on, stop. But yeah, just keep doing it. He he doesn't necessarily want that nickname, but he'll admit it if he has to. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. When people went to the polls, now you're going to have to do some speculation. Okay. uh, But when people went to the polls. Uh, and they they actually voted. Mm-hmm. What do you think when they said, I'm for Lunch Bucket Joe? Right. What do you suppose they were thinking and hoping would happen? Um, <laughs> well, I was th- mm. they would probably think, you know, th- there's this guy who was president. Orange was, man bad. He was tweeting all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you remember him? I do. And he was he was think getting about him inf- often. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting he's getting in fights with people all the yeah. time. And we, what we want here, Glenn, is a return to normalcy. A return mm-hmm. to normalcy. Mm-hmm. Something that is, you know, very American. Something that we we all recognize as, oh, well, that's that's not unusual. Right. Something right. to go back to the way mm. we all understand this country should be. Oh, my gosh. And thank goodness mm. we have him. Uh, he's got into office. And yesterday, uh, the Biden administration uh, talked about how they are going to uh, they're going to start handing out crack pipes to drug addicts um, in underserved communities. That hmm? that's not exactly the return to normalcy. I was well, thinking Department of Health and Human Services uh, fiscal year 2022 uh, has a harm reduction program and uh, they're going to the crack pipe uh, plan is um, well, it's 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 a kit that will provide safer pipes to drug addicts when they when they smoke crack cocaine or crystal meth safer Mm -hmm. pipes, safer pipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, you know, a lot of times they'll use glass pipes. And sometimes they can crack, and then they'll lead to an infection in the crack user. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. So um, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The grant, not everybody gets this. Okay, good. Not everybody gets this. Um, this is where it really centers right into the American people. You know what I mean? Sure, any president you could see saying, hey, free, free." Crack pipes, you know what I mean? Very common. That's the normalcy <laughs> That's we've been talking about. Every that was the unspoken thing. Yeah, that George all Washington America, did yeah. this. If you Every, don't know, George right. Washington, when, when they were going across mm. the Delaware, yeah. they were smoking crack. But this is where it gets even more united. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the grant money will be prioritized for selection if they promise to use the funds in underserved communities. So you'll get the free ca- crack pipes if. You're serving a large African-American or LGBTQ plus population. Are, are they mm-hmm. saying that black people smoke crack? 
No, I don't think they're saying that. That no. seems to be what they're saying. No, they, they got to be saying something else. They're prioritizing mm-hmm. delivery to African Americans of crack pipes. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. the that's the uh, yeah. That's, that's the, the post-racial under- <laughs> presidency we <laughs> <Yeah>. all expected. <laughs> if that's not a Democrat policy from oh the 1950s God. and 60s or from the 1860s, I don't know what is. Mm. That is unbelievable. And wow. right in line with what I think America was thinking. Because that is, when you say lunch bucket, Joe, you think of the guy you're Man at, you're the- on the you're on the construction site. Right. It's time for lunch. You're sitting on, you know. Uh, on the on the side of the building, yeah, uh, you know, on the ground in mm. your in your work boots, uh-huh. lunch bucket Joe comes over. He's a normal guy, been working yeah. normal, real hard jobs his yeah. whole life, yeah. and he just gonna have a normal conversation about what's bugging him. Yeah, you might see him at the end of the bar, maybe having yeah. a beer after work. That's and, right. And here's what here's what's getting at him today. Yeah, and he'll he'll express the He's same like, sort I of want concerns crack you have. Pipes that are safe <laughs> for African Americans and gay people. That's what I'm looking for. Now you might actually see that one at the end of the bar, but no, that's not what we're looking for out of a president of the United States. Yeah, it's so, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Seattle uh, and San Francisco had the, you know, crack pipe thing. It didn't work out so well. No. Yeah. And so they're getting rid of it. But Joe knows that's an injustice. Um, so we've got we've got that one. Uh, by the way, Justice yeah. Department, they've already been thwarted once. Um, the the, the Court said, "Now you can't do this," but they're thinking about doing it anyway. Um, you know, crack pipes are one thing, but what about those who inject heroin? Okay, mm. um, the government is now—I am um, not making this up. They are now um, putting, considering putting vending machines in. Mm. Where if you needed a clean needle, you could get one. A needle vending machine. A ne- <laughs> that is what the American people I were mean, demanding. I mean, doesn't it make you just feel so American? You're like, we are on the right track. We are going to restore ourselves to the great nation that we really are. What's been holding us back? Those damn glass crack pipes. In the inner cities, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the people in the suburbs, they can get their own damn wooden or metal crack pot, you know, because they're, they're a dime a dozen out in the suburbs. Uh, but uh, this has been an underserved community and crack pipes. That's true. And, and I will say, when, you know, he did promise to shut down the virus. And uh, as we know, when has a virus ever spread through intravenous drug use? Yes. That's never been an it's issue. Never, never been an issue. Never, never, never. never. Uh, by the way, speaking of starting, shutting things down, Lunch Bucket Joe mm. strikes twice. Now, lightning doesn't usually strike twice, yeah. you know, in the same place. But yesterday at the White House... It struck more than two times, actually. Mm. Uh, but the second time, it, they made an announcement yesterday. And who hasn't been calling for this? Can we please, for the love of Pete, release the 20th hijacker <laughs> from 9-11? Can we please oh, yeah. just release him? Do you remember those big protests before oh, the yeah. 2020 well, election? Well, the truckers. The truckers here in America. Oh, okay. I don't know about those crazy Nazis up in Canada, mm-hmm. but the <laughs> truckers here, I'm sure they're like, 
We want the 20th hijacker released and Gitmo shut down. Huge so, priority for the American people. Right oh, yeah, now. yeah. Huge yeah. priority. Oh, people. There are some people that are like, oh, my money situation is a little tight. Yeah. But what about the 20th hijacker? Yeah. OK. What about him? And what happens if that 20th hijacker can't get a crack pipe for free? Or a needle out of a vending machine. It's horrid. It's this is a horror. Sh- this nation mm. is a horror show. My gosh. And this is the sort of stuff Lunch Bucket Joe can relate to the people with. Yes. You know, what do you guys He's need? Right what do you guys them. want? Come on, man. Well, they wanted, you know, sure, we all wanted the 20th hijacker release. Right. And the crack pipe and the needle thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think a priority, and he got it right. Because uh, day before yesterday, you know, he released uh, $25 billion of uh, frozen assets to Iran. And that was my priority. Yeah. You know, and LA, I think a lot of Democrats, you know, I'm a little on the edge on this. I think a lot of Democrats would agree with me. Um, you know, not probably a lot of conservatives, uh, I, you know, but hey, can we just please give the Ayatollah and Hezbollah Another $25 billion. What we landed in the middle of the night on that tarmac. That wasn't that enough. Was a, that was not enough. And it was that sweet spot right between 26 and $24 billion that we were all talking about. Yeah. The conservatives were saying, no, only $24 billion. Yeah. The liberals were saying, no, $26 billion. And he found, and he found a way to compromise. Way. Yeah. Wow, it's brilliant. Everyone yeah. was demanding billions go yeah. there. It was yeah. just a matter of how many billions. So a lot of people are saying, you know, I'm just talking about the whiners. Uh, what are we going to do about the economy? Oh, jeez. Yesterday, the White House came out with yet another new plan. Oh. The problem with the economy is that, well, the unions aren't very strong. And so they Hmm. announced a goal yesterday of unionizing 50% of America. Just the 50%? That's all they want? Yeah, we're at 14%, so it's not a big deal. We're at 14%. But tripling it would still leave it 8% short. (laughs) Yes, it would. Okay. Yes, it would. They want to triple it Yeah, and then add... Another half, yeah. and then a little more. Well, it's gone down. Actually, I was wrong. It's not 12%. Uh, it's gone down. Oh, no. uh, it was a whopping 30% at the height of the unions in the 1950s. Okay. 30%. <laughs> so they went <laughs> down to 10.3. So they went five times as many people in the unions as percentage yeah. of the population yeah. that shouldn't well I mean, they want take a couple weeks look, they want 71 million people just the, just 71 just million 71 people million. What, i mean that's not easy. 75 million no 71 million for that membership is 14 million today so they want 71 million um and that is half of the workforce so i think this is i mean that's what i was looking for and why are they doing it you ask well i'll tell you why Whether it's fighting COVID-19, advancing social and economic equity for underserved communities, i.e. crack pipes, Mm -hmm. tackling climate change and building a modern, sustainable economy, i.e. death of the free market, we need a vibrant labor movement. Mm. So that's good. That's good. Now, um, you know, there are reports out there that saying doing this would increase the infrastructure projects that the that the White House is working on from anywhere from 12 to 20%. But 
Who cares? We can print more. Okay? What do you care about? Money or people? People, says Joe Biden. You're probably one of those haters that don't think we should be handing out free crack pipes. Right? Am I right? Am I right? You're darn right I'm right. Hmm. This is him. This is Lunch Bucket Joe, though, connecting to the people. This is Can I ask on you? top of it, of all of the concerns. I mean, when you look at the polls, the number one concern is always crack pipes yeah. for underserved so, communities. You know how we always, always say the president shouldn't read polls? Hmm. Yeah. I think we got that. I think we have a president. We, we got somebody we have who did one. It. Yeah, <laughs> it does wow. not read the polls. Or he reads them upside down. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it could be that. <laughs> Could be that. Yeah. And has no advisors mm. uh, that are really in touch with the American people at all. Mm-mm. You know, he wants it to look more, you know, like Supreme Court. I want it to look more like America. Well, handing out crack pipes, union jobs, you know, and needles, I don't think gets us there. No? I don't. I, no, I don't. I don't. You know what he should do is he should appoint. The first crack smoking Supreme Court justice. Because he apparently thinks that it's in the inner city. Mm. So maybe you'd get, you know, a black person as well, which he's really in favor of. He's already of. said he's going to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're smoking crack. You could get white or black. But if he does it in the, what did he say? Underserved communities. I think that's what he's saying because it's racial equity. Hmm. So maybe he can get somebody from that underserved community that's smoking crack that's also qualified, but nobody <laughs> pays attention to for Supreme Court. You're really threading a needle with... Uh, Don't say with- needle. <laughs> wrong, oh, wrong yeah. really wrong word. To- <laughs> American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, hope you're bracing yourself for the upcoming volatility that is going to hit the uh, the markets um, until fl- inflation slows down. Interest rates are going to fluctuate. Um, you know, kind of talking minute to minute. Never know. You know, I like that kind of volatility. I like living on the edge. Hey, am I going to be wiped out financially tomorrow, or maybe next week, or maybe not at all? Oh, it's fun, 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 fun. Anyway. I want to talk to you about American financing because they will help you weather any storm that is coming. You can start the process. By the way, I was reading something um, really interesting. You know, I said the other day, should buy land, maybe buy land, you know, because that's a hard asset. Yeah. And then I thought, you know, they're going to try to get us out of land. And how are they going to do that? Raise taxes on land. Yeah. Like the sheriff of Nottingham. Won't that be fun? Oh, it'll be great. So while they're thinking about how to destroy our lives, um, maybe we should think about how do we preserve what we have? Please uh, do me a favor and stop paying all of this money to the mortgage companies. Stop paying all this money to these big fat cat banks. I was talking to somebody the other day. They're like, so the feds of, you know, that's that's part of the federal government. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's the banks. Yeah. And they need some help. Uh, You know, they've called themselves and said, hey, can we get some bailouts? And they said to themselves, well, I don't know. 
but it looks like you're going to collapse if not. We don't like to do it. And they said, yeah, I know you don't, but we really need it. And then they said, okay. So it was a really cool conversation between themselves at the Fed and the banks. Anyway, um, stop giving them so much money. Get yourself out of debt. Think about a consolidation loan or lowering your mortgage at American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. Yeah, this is it's all good. By the way, uh, can we play cut one here? Uh, this is um, a reporter calling out and saying, hey, why did we unfreeze the uh, $25 billion to Iran again? I don't understand how you can say that, that Iran gets no benefit and that this isn't some kind of uh, sanctions relief that you that the administration has offered to Iran before it has made any of its own concessions. Matt, the question I was responding to took this. Okay, well then, forget about the question you were you think you were responding to. This guy's dead. Answer my question: Does Iran benefit at all from the waivers that were signed? You you will need to ask the Iranian government whether they think this is a benefit to them. We know we know this is a benefit to us. The 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 ability of third party entities to work on nuclear non proliferation projects, nuclear safety projects in Iran, in the face of our growing concerns, Uh non proliferation and nuclear safety concerns, that is in our benefits. Yes, Um, the people that this benefits, in fact, are actually Russian, Chinese, European companies. Right? Is that what you're saying? Matt, I'm saying that it is manifestly to our advantage, and and not and not Iran. It benefits us. Uh, to okay. be able well, to address nuclear that, safety and nuclear proliferation. This, this, this press room is completely empty. It's just this guy from the AP and the conehead from uh, the State Department. And every day, and I love this guy. He's just like broken. He's just like, all right, all right screw it. That, that guy, that's <laughs> what is. I feel like every day he I walks in. He's like, what kind of horse crap are you going to be shoveling today? Yeah, That guy, I mean, the guy from the State Department. You know he goes back, you know, to, you know, to his office, and he's like, "Can't we have this guy killed?" <laughs> I mean, I we mean, have the like, drones. Yeah, we what? have the drones. We got spies someplace, right. don't we? I mean, we got to off this guy. <laughs> Can he all of a sudden fall out of a window on the top <laughs> floor of some tall building? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> they have to be really irritated. This is the second time in the last couple of weeks yeah. that this guy has just rolled all I over. I love yeah, him. He's, he's a hero. Good. He won't come on the show because he's like, I'm a journalist, I'm sure. But maybe he's just really busy thinking about, oh, good God, what do I have to say to these bums again today? <laughs> <laughs> but I am a fan. I am a fan. Matt Lee. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, we're down to the last week before Valentine's Day. Can you hear the clock ticking in the background, guys? This is the last week for you to save 60% on GenuCell's most popular package for Valentine's Day. It's the last week. Don't miss it. You don't want to wait too long and miss out on a great deal. Uh, from now until Valentine's Day, you can get the brand new GenuCell Anti-Aging Primer for Radiant Glow and a flawless finish. Free with every order of GenuCell's most popular package. GenuCell's new primer uses botanical extracts that will deeply hydrate and brighten your finished look. It's secret to their success, uh, the goodness that we all love. It makes you get an absolutely perfect gift to your sweetheart. 
if you're looking to get a luxury gift to that special lady in your life, this is what you want to be getting. She's going to love it because who doesn't love something that cuts back on those pesky aging signs? You can visit GenuCell.com and enter the special promo code BEC35 for an extra 20% off at checkout. This is the last week. Valentine's Day is coming up. You're going to screw this up if you don't act now. GenuCell.com is the place to go. The code is BEC35. No, I'm working. I'm working. Okay. You need to do something here because you're going to screw this up just I'm like everybody else. GenuCell.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The code is BEC35. All right. It is out in audio format. Get it at Amazon, or you can get it at Audible. It's The Great Reset, read by me. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, just a quick uh, couple of updates. Apparently, the food's not real good in China. Who would have seen that one coming? That's shocking to me. (laughs) It is. Mm. Uh, apparently all of the Olympians are protesting the quote, horrid conditions. Uh, one Russian said, I cry every day. He's a, you know, a weightlifter. I cry every day. Food is so bad. Russian weightlifter cries every day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He is. What kind um, of food are they serving these guys? Uh, he is a uh, competitor, uh, for Russia. He's I only sleep all day because I don't have strength to get out of bed. I only eat three handfuls of pasta a day because it's just impossible to eat rest of food. My stomach hurts. I'm very pale. I huge black circles around my eyes. I cry every day. I'm very tired. This is terrible. I mean, it's not Uyghur concentration camp terrible, but uh, why would they care about something right, like that? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the catering uh, apparently is questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like you're at Davos. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there are no hot meals. There are crisps, which I think are potato chips. Is that right? Or would that be a cookie? I'm not sure. It's these, you know, these these lesser countries mm-hmm. that call things differently. You know, crisp. I think that's a chip, like a potato chip. Pringles are potato crisps, not potato chips. Are Did they? you know that? Really? That's true. It's because it's not a chip. They can't legally call it it a chip. Because they pour it out into a mold. So it's a crisp. Mm -hmm. So they have crisps, nuts, chocolate, and nothing else. Well, that's clearly not true. Because the Russian eats bags of pusta every day. I have to have pasta. My stomach hurts, and I only have a handful of pasta. Well, have you tried to boil it? Maybe maybe that's the deal, Mr. Russian. Mm. I am sick and tired of people bad-mouthing the good people of China. There are people in China that are going hungry, and you're complaining about the food they're serving. I mean... Why I mean, don't you don't if you don't like that food? Why don't you put it in an envelope and send it to the Uyghur village? They'll eat it. They'll eat. Yeah, they'd love it. They'd love it. They'd love it. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, the twenty year old uh, Uyghur skier. Yeah, yeah. That was she slit. She lit the uh, yeah the, the, the torch. Olympic flame. Yeah, it that was, was great. That was powerful. You know, it was. I think it was an in your face moment uh, to the stupid Americans who call it genocide. Yeah, because if 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 it was genocide, why would they put a Uyghur? Yeah. On the biggest yeah. stage in the world Ghost to light to the Olympic flame. Preach it. Come on. Yeah. Why would they do that if they didn't like yeah. these people? Yeah. They obviously love them. They gave them the best job in the whole world. Here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. Right. 
They're not killing the Uyghurs. No, if they... Why would they draw more right. attention to it so, if they were doing something bad? You know how she paid China back? How? She had her Olympic event. Uh, she's a skier. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knew of her before. It's just not like she was a big skier in China. Really? You know? That's yeah. surprising because usually people who follow skiing would know the Olympic skiers that are going to make yeah, the team. Yeah, well, apparently, you know, there's not a lot of skiing in the camp she came from. Mm. But uh, so she was allowed to ski an honor for anyone, for anyone, for anyone. And it shows how much China loves the Uyghurs. Exactly right. And she placed 43rd in her cross country event. Oh, that's. And then she disappeared. She. (laughs) Yeah, she disappeared. Now, that does that is not a regular. That that does not happen in China very much. Well, sometimes people go away on, on a let's say a vacation. Yeah, she didn't. She probably re- trained really hard for right. this for the Olympics. Yeah, and was a little disappointed maybe uh-huh, in her performance. Uh-huh. So she's on vacation. And she maybe she's maybe at a, at a beach somewhere. You know, or under a beach, someplace. Per, perhaps like and, six feet under a beach. Maybe I don't know. Right. I don't Who knows? know. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, but. Uh, they gave her, quote, a bold and unprecedented hmm. uh, opportunity of lighting the Olympic flame. And that's what she does. She comes in 43rd, and now no one can find her. See, some people have speculated. And I just want to get this out of the way, because just so we can dispatch with this nonsense. Uh-huh. Some people have speculated they just picked a Uyghur that was not at all qualified to be in the Olympics just so they could use it for propaganda purposes and people like Savannah Guthrie could cheer him on you during the broadcast. You are a cynic, Stu. I, I'm not. I'm, I, <laughs> You're not saying that. I distance that myself would be, from that line yes, of thought. Yes, that would be misinformation. That would be Olympic Chinese misinformation. Yes, I should get banned from social media if I believe that, but I believe the opposite. I believe this wonderful athlete who China loves so dearly that they wanted to give the Uyghurs the platform to show the world how loved and multicultural the Chinese people really are. I only have the Soviet national anthem and the Nazi national anthem. I don't have the Chinese national anthem. That's surprising. We should have it. They killed more than both of them. Which is uh, is, crazy. People people lose that in history sometimes. Uh, (laughs) They're responsible for even more. Wow. Wow. Yeah. There it is. Oh, my gosh. Don't you feel patriotic? Soon, the new American national anthem. No, this is nothing to the Soviet one. The Soviet's way better. They're not even they're not even pronouncing their words right. No. I don't even know what they're saying. That's a bad choir. Stop that. Stop that. I mean, learn the lyrics. Yeah. Jeez. I, I have mean, the new uh <laughs> I have the new uh Go on Spotify. They come up right under the song. Right. You know? Jeez, sing along. Yeah. Yeah. I have the new uh Spotify uh anthem. You it's do. their theme song. Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> what? They, they haven't even fired him yet. I mean, oh, it's coming. It's clearly coming. It's but clearly coming. They haven't even done clearly, it yet. Yeah. You're already on this anthem. I'm already not me. I'm not doing it. Is this available on Spotify? I wonder. This, yeah. Can no, we get I, this song on Spotify? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the name of it? Uh, horse. Somebody or other lied. <laughs> Horse, <laughs> or somebody vessel rather. lied or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. 
So I didn't know. I have the, the White House it. theme song too. I, uh, this, no, uh, I don't. Yeah, it's new. This is the greatest of life. It is. This is the best anthem. We should yeah. trade ours in. No one's even using it. Right. We're just trading it in right now. We really should go to We this just one. change it to Mother America. Yeah. yeah. Instead of Mother of Russia. Mother America. I don't even know what they're saying here. They're probably just saying, we hang you if you disagree. And we're like, okay, that fits. It still works. We don't have to change all the lyrics. I mean, seriously, imagine if we we just instituted this and yeah. we then elected Dolph Lundgren to be president. Can you imagine? We would, no one would I challenge think us. I think if you just do the math of Dolph Lundgren's age, we may have <laughs> actually just elected Dolph Lundgren. Dolph's got to be younger than Joe Biden. I mean, by well, a lot. Well, Hold you go on, to the Dolph. national parks and you see things, you know, you see things like, uh, I don't know, uh, Old Faithful. And you're like, that's older. Dolph's 64 years old. 64. Not that old. Not that old. No, no, I don't no. think he's technically eligible or whatever to be president. <laughs> but like, when's the last but, time we looked at the Constitution? <laughs> we don't do that in this country. We're no. switching the national anthem no. for the Soviet one. And if we're, we're going to go for that, uh, what the hell? Let's just go for Elon Musk. What do you say? <laughs> I disagree with a lot of his policies, but it would be fun. Oh, it would be I mean, America would have some we'd have some features that would be fun. Wouldn't it be crazy if we had like a president who's like constantly tweeting taunts to all of his enemies all the time? That would be crazy. <laughs> that would be a wild one. <laughs> would be, oh, we better not do that. Okay, here's LifeLock. I'm sorry, we just can't take the world seriously today. Uh, or we're like Russian, we just cry our eyes out all day. Life is uh, just a series of stories with a happy ending, you know? Uh, well, I mean, sometimes the bear eats you, you know? <laughs> the bear is like, you're just right, and then eats you. Um, and that's the way it is with cybercrime. Most of the times, it's pretty good. And then the bear eats you. Now, nobody can stop the bear from eating you all the time. But if you have a cyber bear that is trying to eat you, you want somebody there that has experience in stopping bears from eating you. Am I right? Of course I'm right. <laughs> so that's what LifeLock is for. Think of them as someone who can protect you from big Mother Russia bear. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Use the promo code BECK and chances are you're not going to be eaten by a bear. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. LifeLock.com. I have them. Use them. 800 LifeLock. The Glenn Back Program. If you happen to be watching on Blaze TV, you will see that I am holding what appears to be like a torch without the, you know, flame. I haven't had a Uyghur light it yet. This is the 1936 Berlin Olympics torch. This is the one that uh, Adolf Hitler walked, watched come into the stadium. Now imagine if he would have had a Jew carrying the torch and running in. This is 
This is really an in-your-face moment to the Americans who are saying that the Nazis don't like the Jews. Do you believe yeah. that? Can you imagine that? I mean, that would have been the coverage. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been. Uh, and um, and Hitler had already purged all of the Jews from the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of really good athletes that were Jewish. He got rid of all of them uh, and you know wanted everybody to know. Nothing has happened. They're going to a special place. Special place. Hmm. In 1936, the world felt a little like it does today. We were on the edge of war and nobody wanted war. The German team was the spectacle. They, this was the moment that would justify Hitler's regime to the world. Because he was... Clearly a racist. Sorry, Whoopi. He believed in the master race, the Aryan race, which is a made up race. And he was expecting the Aryan athletes to win all the medals. But he knew at the beginning of the game, there was one guy standing in his way. He was a 22 year old American. His name was Jesse Owens. Jesse had a hard time deciding whether he was going to come and represent the United States because he was black and in America. He wasn't really getting the recognition of being the athlete that he really was. This would be the first chance for everyone in the whole world to see him in action. In three days, he won four medals, proving Hitler wrong each time he grabbed the gold. But then it came time for the long jump. Now, this is the event he held the world record in, and he choked. He fouled out. Then he did it again. He choked a second time and fouled out. He was jumping too late. He had one more chance to try for the finals. The pressure was getting to him. Hitler was in the stands watching. He knew he not only had to prove himself, but he had to prove Hitler wrong. He needed to jump 23 and a half feet to qualify. That's insane, isn't it? That's just to qualify. If he didn't make it, he would become the fodder for German propaganda. Because there was another guy waiting to jump. He was the German Aryan. His name was uh, his name was Lutz Long, and he was picture perfect Aryan, blue eyes, blonde, tall, young. He was really great at the long jump. If Hitler could have three D printed a bunch of you know people that he could say, "Look, this is the perfect Aryan race," they all would have looked like uh, Lutz Long. Except he wasn't Hitler's perfect German. In fact, he was far from it. Before Jesse stepped to the stepped to the uh, the sand pit to jump for his third attempt, Lutz walked up to him and whispered in his ear, gave him some advice. He said, "You're uh, you're jumping way before the foul line. I'm going to go over and I'm going to take my towel off my neck and I'm just going to lay it down. You jump where the towel is." The effect, Jesse qualified. 
25 feet. So they both moved into the finals, where Jesse beat him for the gold. Lutz was the first to congratulate. They, in fact, walked arm in arm around the stadium, posing for pictures. It was a giant middle finger to the dictator. And Lutz knew that. He chose sportsmanship and friendship, even when he knew Hitler could have him killed. And that's exactly what happened to him. He was sent to the front where he died. Before he died, they, Lutz and Jesse Owens became good friends. His final letter to Jesse Owens, he said, when the war is done, go to Germany. Go someday and find my Carl and tell him about his father. Tell him, Jesse, what times were like when we were not separated by war. Tell him how things can be between men on this earth. He closed it with, I think I might believe in God, which was the final gift to Jesse Owens. Because after seeing Jesse pray before he competed at the Olympics, it was Jesse who Lutz went on to learn about God from. He was killed shortly after writing the letter. The bravery of two men in a world losing its soul. That's where we are. Will we choose friendship? Will we choose kindness? It seems like a small choice, but in a world like we live in today, it's a choice that changes and shocks the world. Let me tell you a little bit about Bilt Bar, okay? Uh, there's nothing good about working out. Nothing. Uh, and so what you have to do is just eat fewer calories. I know. It's crazy. It's like, hey, get eight hours sleep. Why? Is it supposed to make you feel better? <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, Built Bar <clears throat> is delicious. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. Uh, 17 grams of uh, protein, also made with 100% real chocolate. Amazing flavors. You're going to love every single one of these. I kid you not. They are really good. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 to get 15% off your order. If you're ordering the first time, get the mix box. It has a little bit and you'll find your favorite flavor. It's BEC15 is the promo code at Built.com. That's Built.com.
Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We have a packed hour for you. Rand Paul in about a half an hour. And Cheryl Atkinson joins us about Joe Rogan. And she knows this topic inside and out. Canceling? Cancel culture? The government might be involved? What? We go to Cheryl in 60 seconds. To a certain extent, you are in charge of your future and the future of your family. Large extent. Um, However, things are getting, you know, harder and harder to be in charge of because the government is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, there are things you can do to prepare for the man-made storms that are coming. How are your finances looking? Are you cutting back spending where you can't, putting money uh, back in every chance you can get, saving for retirement, college funds, the kids, things like that? It's getting hard, isn't it? Let me give you a little piece of advice. Now more than ever, call American Financing. This is a family-owned company, and for the past two decades, they've been helping people just like you get their finances in better shape. In 10 minutes, you can get a free mortgage review that could lead you to hundreds of dollars of savings every month, maybe even a thousand. Consider consolidation loan or a mortgage refi. You could end up saving lots and lots of money every month. And you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's American Financing. Call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So one of the best investigative reporters in the country, if not the best, uh, and the one is still doing her job. I mean, there used to be some other good ones, but now nobody's doing it anymore. Cheryl Atkinson, she is an investigative reporter. She is the host of Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson uh, and the author of The Smear. Welcome to the program, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be here. So, Cheryl, I, I've been thinking about you ever since this uh, thing with Joe Rogan started because you literally wrote the book on uh, how this how this happens. And I'm watching this unfold and and it's bringing back some uh, very vivid memories. It's wave after wave after wave. It started with, you know, he's giving misinformation, giving misinformation about COVID. And then it was, he's a racist. And now it's, he's a transphobe. How does this end? You know, yeah, it's, uh, it's by the playbook. In my book, The Smear, where I dissected what was done to you, what was done to Don Imus. Actually, I would say the Joe Rogan plan looks almost exactly like what Media Matters and the left propagandists there and the interest behind them, what they did to Don Imus, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's when they find an enemy of whatever they're advocating or their money interests don't want discussed or exposed, they find other reasons to smear the person and try to remove them. And I, I talked about, well, what's the difference between a smear and just telling the truth because Joe Rogan acknowledges he said some objectionable things that are very hard to hear today. Well, I described that in the smear and there is, there is a line that just, that explains this. These people, when this happens are targeted, not because of the information and views that they're being smeared for, but because of the other influence they have, 
over issues that aren't even being talked about now, which is the COVID, you know, putting out factual information that some didn't want heard. And I think Rogan was clearly targeted because he had large followings that showed ordinary people not fringe or alone when they're thinking of certain thoughts and views or reading certain scientific studies. So do you think it really is just that? Or is it they can't tolerate someone who won't bow to them? They got to take him out. Well, yes, they do, but only because he's not on the right side of the money interests that mm-hmm. people may not understand are behind these efforts that look like they're sort of grassroots efforts, but they're very well organized. You and I know Media Matters and other groups, once they targeted Rogan, started coming through every word he ever said over time and had probably already been gathering on him. They listened to every everything you say, everything I say, everything we write, hoping to find that one little grain they could amplify into a smear for the power of destruction to get rid of voices that are off the narrative on these topics that their money interests care about. So when they did this to me or my good friend Don Imus, uh, God rest his soul, um, the uh, I forgot he's he's not in heaven. Anyway, um, <laughs> when they did it to us, it was new to the American people. Um, and they, you know, you'd be like, no, these people are financing this. And a lot of people are like, yeah, right. Um, and it was kind of a conspiracy theory. Now, everyone knows. Everyone knows. They've seen it over and over and over again. And they're sick of it. How does this just does he how do you think this ends? Well, I think that's a great question. You know, I, I think. Trump was the one who didn't crack when this stuff happened to him. Everybody else, there's some pressure to apologize to crack. Once that little bit of weakness is there, as I wrote about, it's not as though the apology is there and then they go away, meaning the propagandists. That's when they really sink their teeth in because they sense weakness and opportunity. And their goal isn't really to get an apology. Their goal is to destroy the person who's harmful to their interests. Mm-hmm. So they keep going. How this ends, I'm not sure, because I think you, you raise a good point. Have they gone too far? People now recognize this. When they're going after, I I use the example, when everybody's anti-vaccine and people know they're not, but when they're all called that, when everybody's called racist and people know they're not, and when Joe Rogan, who's not a radical conservative or giving misinformation and his listeners know that, when he's accused of that, it starts making people go, "Uh uh-huh. So they think something's going on and it's less effective. Maybe they've overplayed their hand by broadening the net of the people that they attack and getting more and more bold. But I think that's a sign on their part of the propagandists of desperation because people like Joe Rogan are very effective in piercing the narratives, often the false narratives that they have, you know, they make sure is all over the media. I've been saying this for, I don't know, last couple of months. I've had increased hope that things are going to turn because people seem to be waking up and not not just the ones that were maybe asleep or, you know, weren't active on, you know, the more conservative side of the spectrum. But Democrats, not leftists, but Democrats, Democrats are starting to say, you know, I don't want any of this stuff. I, I, this this is ridiculous. And I sense that there is a change in our society because everything's accelerating so rapidly that it's easy to see now. And I think, yes, they, again, have they overplayed their hands several years ago? 
And I, I liken it to everybody says the pendulum swings. Well, the organized efforts and the well-funded efforts, they've dominated since about the 2016 time period in a big way. But I don't think they're the majority. And the majority of people who feel differently, they're not organized and well-funded. So it takes a little longer. It kind of simmers. But I think it's simmered enough and enough important things have happened and enough people have been attacked that maybe you're correct that it's starting to maybe swing the other way or enough people want to do something about it that's reaching critical mass. And what stops these people, Cheryl? I always say the truth finds a way to be told. So ultimately the facts come out. You hear, I thought it was kind of funny, I heard today some of these states are lifting mask mandates and people were speculating, well, maybe the, you know, they're looking at science. And no, it's, it's the fact that I think the vaccine mandate cultists have all gotten COVID now. So they're suddenly starting to say we should recognize natural immunity. I mean, ultimately the truth is the truth and it may take longer to get out in the, in the sea of these, this disinformation, but I think ultimately it does. And you find that people can find facts and good information as much as others try to hide it from them. It may not be easy, but people naturally seek it. And so I think that's, that's how it ends. I, I, the best advice I give, Glenn, that I, I think some people have actually taken, every time someone says, you know, online or trying to there, but you shouldn't see, hear, or read something, that should make you go mm-hmm. look at it, listen to it, or read it. And that's how you defeat the cancel and the propagandists. When you say, when you're censoring something, that means it's important. doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but it might be true. And you should go investigate it. And that pretty much makes their strategy or tactic moot. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's exactly what's, what's happening, too, is they are so freaked out uh, because they're becoming reckless um, and so overt um, and you know, this, this thing from CNN, uh, I mean, just on the bandwagon, uh, beating the drum and tooting the horn about how these people need to be canceled is crazy is crazy. Well, as I wrote about the most effective propaganda campaigns and smears are the ones that are invisible to the public, that you don't see the hand behind them. You're mm-hmm. influenced in a subtle way. But you're right. This has gotten so obvious, I think, in the face of desperation on the part of the interested really want to sway us, you know, to look a different to a different place. I think it's it's gotten to be where people are looking at it, like you say, Democrats, Republicans, independents, whoever you are, and starting to go. What's harmful to the propagandists is they're starting to say beyond covid and beyond Joe Rogan. What else have they done this with that I just didn't think about? Right. And I think back to the vaccine autism issue. You know, there's been scientific studies, lawsuits and settlements, admissions by the government and their own experts that vaccines can cause autism for years. But that's just considered, you know, over and over again, debunked, debunked, debunked. Think of what they've done to these parents, some of the same public health agencies for decades, portraying them as crazy while behind the scenes settling and paying lawsuits and knowing that their own experts felt differently. So you start to apply, what else does this, what else does this apply to what we're seeing today? How damaged is the, I mean, I think the media is just imploding. Um, And unfortunately the government uh, credibility has imploded. 
Um, and now science and medicine is imploding. Um, I mean, that, that, that's not a recipe for a healthy country in any way, shape or form. Well, it's not. And step one is to recognize that. But I don't know how you get back to a place where those influences aren't still at play. You know, they're there. They're accomplishing their goal. In some instances, if they simply confuse the situation, let's say there is medical information that a company doesn't want you to have about their medicine. Well, if they simply confuse it and you don't know what to believe, that's better than you believing the truth. And we're in this confused environment where everybody's putting out all the conflicting information. And so, yes, people know to be skeptical. They're starting to understand all of that. But that's not necessarily a healthy situation either. Mm-mm. And, you know, I'm going to be reporting stories that discuss in the near future. I mean, does CDC need to be, and I don't think it will be, but does it need to be blown up and restarted? Very few people have the kind of faith in CDC that they used to. Right. And, you know, to have the biggest pandemic challenge that they've supposedly gotten trillions of dollars to prepare for over the decades and so utterly fail and make so many bad decisions at every turn. I mean, what is that agency all about? And, you know, I still look at the fact that of all the things we know that has gone that have gone wrong, the same people are still in charge. They haven't even made it. I'm not no. saying punish and imprison right. these experts that were wrong. Someone else can decide all of that stuff. But these people are so wrong and we're still listening to them. I mean, that's just stunning to me. And it's it's like that in almost every department. I mean, I've said to President Trump in a in an interview recently, if you're going to run again, you're going to have to clean house. I mean, everywhere, top to bottom. And you're going to need the the uh, the House and the Senate to go along with you. And I don't know if anybody is interested in actually cleaning out the swamp, but every single agency is is kind of like the CDC, where, okay, some good people in there, but there's also some really bad people, some uh, people that are uh, misreading, and other people that have their own agenda. Well, this steers into an expanded topic, but, you know, in four, eight, four to eight years, no one can clean all that out. This operates independently of the president, this mechanism you're talking about, the I call it persistent bureaucracy. And they fight back with either just not implementing what the mm-hmm. president wants if it's not what they want, or they launch lawsuits and subterfuge. And they can they can carry that on for a long time till the next person comes in. So I don't know how even if you clean house, you get you get something done in, in a meaningful way. I think Trump came the closest to it. Yeah, I do, despite too. Despite the fact that he was fought at every step, but he did do some things like reducing regulation and after the lawsuits ended, finally starting to accomplish what he wanted with the wall. I mean, it's amazing he got anything done. Those are big changes in the bureaucracy like this. I, I would be very interested to see his approach if he were to get reelected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheryl, thank you so much. I know you're really busy, uh, but thanks for coming by. I, I've been thinking about you recently, and you were one of the people that had been targeted and uh, then... You know, you you have no place here on network television. So you went out and you did your own thing, and it's wildly successful. Uh, and uh, now m- many of us feel like we're going to be chased off of our own platforms, which is bizarre, just bizarre. We got to turn this around soon. Well, thanks for having me. Anytime for you. You got it. Thanks, Cheryl Atkinson.
She is the investigative reporter and the host of Full Measure with Cheryl Atkinson. She's also the author of The Smear, which if you want to understand what's happening, this really is the go-to book. This explains it in great detail. She took about a year, year and a half to research all of the facts on all of the big smears. Uh, and she explains, and you will understand, and you'll be able to watch the pattern. I mean, that's that's what you know. she was saying, and I was too. It, it's just wave after wave. It comes, and they do the same thing over and over again. And when is America going to say, shut up? Just shut up. You don't like it, don't listen. And I'm not listening to you because this is all, what did Nancy Pelosi call it? AstroTurf. <laughs> this is all AstroTurf. Isn't it time that you start doing the things that you love again? The one thing that I used to love to do, there are two things that I had to stop doing. Painting and writing with a pencil or a pen. I couldn't, my hands just could not function. They'd be in such bad shape uh, that I just, I, I would write a paragraph and I had to stop. I like to write. I'm one of those paper people. I like to paint. Well, I'm painting again and I'm writing again because of relief factor. If you're in pain, please just try this. It's a three week quick start developed for you. 1995. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. What I want you to do is you take it three times a day. You take it every day for three weeks. If nothing is happening, your pain doesn't change at all, then it's not going to work for you. And about 70% of the people find that it does. But maybe you're part of that 30. They want to be open and honest with you. They don't want to try to scam anybody. It works 70% of the time for 70% of the people. So maybe that's you. I didn't think it was going to be me, but it is. I got my life back. Get yours back with Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed just for you. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. We have... uh, we have Rand Paul on. Do you remember the guy um, that we had on, uh, was it Monday? Was that yesterday? Must have been Friday then. Uh, the Big Board, the D.C. restaurant? Yeah. Okay. And it was th- maybe Thursday of last week because we had him on and he said he was going to go by Friday to a like a city council meeting and he was hoping they were going to be reasonable. Right. No, they're not being reasonable. I'm stunned to hear that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I am, too. Uh, and he is completely out. He's out and he's looking for someone that will represent him as an attorney um, because they are I mean, they're completely out they took away his business license. They took away his liquor license, everything else. And it's this is not a law. This is just a mandate from the mayor. And there are restaurants all over D.C. that are not asking for people's vaccine notice. And they're fine. It's just that he said he wouldn't do it because it wasn't right. It wasn't the law. 
These are a couple of things that I think that are major priorities for Republicans should they gain power uh, in the near future. One was OSHA. Let's let's uh, let's figure out what OSHA is supposed to be doing because it's not this. Uh, as the courts may have knocked down this one thing, but they're already way too deep into the American workplace. But secondly, is this idea that like you just keep going with the emergency orders forever? Like I okay, the first couple of weeks you can understand maybe you don't have time to gather people in the legislature to pass a law. But if you want one of these things done, pass a freaking law. Yep. They had two years to do this, and they're still going on executive emergency orders. So give sendgo.com slash everyone is welcome is how you can donate to these guys who are just under attack from an oppressive government in DC. Give sendgo.com slash everyone is welcome. The Glenn Back program. Donna writes in about her dog's experience with rough green. She said, my dog, Odie, an, uh, an elongated wiener dog. I never, an elongated wiener dog. What does that mean? It's like 14 feet long. I guess. It's <laughs> like that car. Remember that car? The giant wiener car? It's like a Hummer uh, limo. It's the greatest car ever. <laughs> 15 years old. She says her dog is 15 years old. He would not eat dog food, only human food. Uh, I've had a dachshund before. I get it. Um, she said, I got rough greens. He's done exactly what you say in your advertisement. He licks the bowl clean every single time. Then he stares at me. I know what he wants. Rough greens. His coat is soft. He's gained so much needed weight. Thank you so much. Donna, thank you for listening. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for trying Rough Greens. I'm glad it's worked out for your elongated wiener dog. Folks at Rough Green are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, and they're going to give you your first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck, or call them now at 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glen. Promo code is Glen to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. The Great Reset is now out in audiobook. You can get it from Audible or Amazon right now. Look for it, Glenn Beck, The Great Reset, read by me. Man, I bet it's good. I don't know. I wasn't there when I recorded it. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, uh, who is joining us now. One of the few senators that is actually involved and paying attention to the the big board, the the restaurant in the District of Columbia that for some reason is being singled out uh, and they've shut them down. Senator, welcome to the program. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. So what is happening in D.C.? You you have the mayor making a, a rule, hasn't even gone through city council, and they're not shutting down restaurants that aren't checking. But these guys said, we're not going to check because it's it's not really even a law. And they have come at them with a bag of bricks every day. Yeah, within within hours of expressing dissent, they went after the owner. They took the their alcohol license away within 24 hours. And 24 hours later, they padlocked the building. I mean, this is the kind of world we're living in now. These people are out of control. I mean, there was a poll the other day that said about 50% of Democrats are willing to put you indefinitely in detention to basically put you in jail if you're not vaccinated. 
I mean, this is this is a completely insane. And we now have a vaccine that I still think protects you from getting sick, but it doesn't protect you from transmitting it or receiving the the illness. So it's really of nobody's concern other than your own. If you want to get vaccinated, do. I think it's still advisable, particularly in certain age groups and certain uh, people who are overweight. But you make that decision. It should be nothing about you trying to force it on other people. I have to tell you, thank you for signing uh, the uh, pledge to not agree to any spending tomorrow if it if it involves mandates. I, I don't know what every single Republican, if they don't sign that, they should they should honestly you should take a hard look at those Republicans that won't sign this. What what is your possible reason? And if they don't give you a good reason, don't 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 reelect them. Yeah, and there is a shift going on, though, because you're even seeing Democrat governors saying, gosh, we're going to live like this forever. So I think now is the time to be vocal and to push back, particularly on masking on our kids. We need to push back on the masking on airlines. There's no evidence that uh, the masks are working at all. You want evidence that the masks on the airlines don't work? You saw that plane that uh, went with the, uh, I think, mostly Mormon missionaries back to the Pacific Island. Everybody tested negative before they got on the plane. 42 out of 54 had the disease when they landed. And I'm not faulting wow. anybody. And I'm chuckling because they were all wearing masks for 12 hours on that plane, and yet everybody on that plane got COVID. Now, fortunately, I don't know that any of them are actually sick, which is sort of another question we have to say. Are we going to continue to have all these mitigation, masks, and separation that don't work for something that is largely not making people very sick. Let me ask you, uh, let me switch topics to Ukraine. It feels as though, unlike anything I've ever felt, that our government, our administration, is kind of pushing for a war in Ukraine with Russia. Am I, is it just me? You know, you feel it among the members of Congress up here, too, and Many of them are sort of the, from the Never Trump camp, the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's. These are the people who think war should be the first resort, not the last resort. And there are ways to have a more nuanced position. I think we should do things to try to deter Russia from invading Ukraine. And I think there's both carrot and stick that could be put forward. I actually would be stronger than saying, oh, we'll put a few sanctions. I would work with Germany and say, look, this is what Biden tried to do yesterday, but Germany hasn't been as forthcoming, is to say, if you invade Ukraine, we're not going to buy your natural gas. I mean, in a big way, not just sanction it, but it really requires Germany's cooperation because we just don't buy that much natural gas from, from, from Russia. We don't have that much trade at all with Russia. So I think that would be on the deterrent front. But on the other side of this, I actually don't think it's that unreasonable to say that um, we're not going to put Ukraine in a military alliance against Russia. I asked the Secretary of State this the other day, I said, how, would, how do you think we would respond if Mexico were joining a military alliance with Russia? <laughs> you know, what, what do you think we might do? We might mass troops on the border with Mexico. We would be so unhappy. We wouldn't tolerate it for a moment. I mean, this was somewhat of the Cuban Missile Crisis. We didn't mm -hmm. tolerate them putting missiles on a, on a nation close to us. We wouldn't tolerate a military alliance. So we have to understand that that's their perspective as well. So I would do carrot and stick. I would tell them, look, we're going to have a, a veritable uh, embargo if you invade, but we also will offer the, the carrot of saying, you know what, maybe Ukraine would be better a neutral country with one foot in the east and one in the west. And actually, I think it would be better for Ukraine to try to see the model of Switzerland being more their model than uh, the model of becoming a, a you know a military presence with NATO. Um, the 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 idea that 
um, we are living under uh, a regime, and I don't think I've ever used that word before uh, for America, uh, living under a regime that is, it, it's almost as if they're rooting against us in every possible way. Uh, the things that they did uh, this this weekend and the $25 billion, you know, that they unfroze and gave to Iran. The, it's, it's, it's a group of people that are completely out of step with the American people. Well, it's also a group of people that, I mean, to, to know how bizarre and far out these people are, these are people that think Thanksgiving is a terrible holiday. I mean, these are the people who think America is a terrible place and we shouldn't be celebrating Thanksgiving because everything America did was horrible and everything Americans did were horrible. And I, I think that this is just a, a bizarre sort of world we are in. I mean, these are the people who think that we are in the wrong by saying that the government schools should not medicate our children and shouldn't be giving our uh, our girls testosterone at the age of thir- 13 without our permission. This is a bizarre world. But they're also it's going to come home to roost because as people understand and know how far out Democrats are, defund the police, give our kids sex hormones without our permission, give them even surgery, sex change surgery or sexual appearance change surgery without our permission. I think they're going to paint themselves so far out on a limb. And it's happened like in Kentucky. We used to be a majority Democrat registration state. We've now switched uh, good church going Democrat families are like, Heck no, I'm not for the government giving my kids sex hormones at school without my permission. These people are so bizarre that I think they're losing America, and hopefully the next election will show that. Um, Talk to me a little bit about SCOTUS and what's happening there. You know, I think the one thing that I'm going to say over and over again, and I told the media yesterday as I came up to them, is that uh, the one thing we will not do is we will not treat their nominee the way they treated Kavanaugh. I think what they did was reprehensible, was despicable, and we will show in contrast that we can have a debate over someone's qualifications. And, uh, you know, I'm not voting for somebody who's for abortion up to the time of birth. I'm not voting for somebody who has no concerns for the Constitution. But I'm also not going to stand up and make up stuff about their high school dating or saying they were rapists in high school, that kind of. That was so insulting and so demeaning, and the, the Democrats should be reminded at every step. We should also show the American public that we can disagree with someone on principled nature and, and maybe even vote against that person, but without making it a, a personal slander. So that I, I agree with that. I, I don't want to be I do not want to become everything that, um, you know, that that we despise uh, on the other side. So I'm glad to hear that. <clears throat> and I agree with you. However, there's a debate going on right now, especially with Spotify and Joe Rogan, about apologizing. And I think there's a place for apologizing. Uh, there's a place to be, you know, um, decent. But but that doesn't mean that you uh, surrender. <clears throat> you know, it's not that, you know, you, you have to fight a good fight and a fair fight. <clears throat> but I, I people look at apologies or. Or, you know, being more statesmanlike, they're starting to look at that as a sign of weakness. I don't think it is. Well, I, I am tired of all the sort of mal kind of apologies where you read your statement, you look like you've been tortured all night long and you read it and then you say stuff that, you know, like, you know, they make people apologize all the time for saying, oh, I'm sorry for being transphobic. 
you know, I'm sorry for this. You know, they call me transphobic. What adults do is not my concern. If you want to do that, do it. My concern is about the law and about mm-hmm. kids and about consent. And uh, But the thing is, is I'm not going out and, and making some Mao-esque apology. But it doesn't mean we have to be uh, rancorous as far as, you know, personally attacking people. And, I, and frankly, I don't think we do that. But, uh, you know, we're going to see what happens as this thing moves forward. But, uh, you know, I, for one, on, on the Spotify thing and on this, um, I'm, I'm, I guess, confused that people who went to Woodstock and didn't want to have any rules or clothes. Right. Uh, somehow now they believe that speech is dangerous and they want to shut down people they disagree with. It's sort of the most infantile, juvenile um, proposition. And I don't get how they can't uh, understand the irony of people who are free spirits now being against speech. I know. Um, You ran for president once before. Any thought of running for president? America is starting to look like she's shifting back to a small government, hey, let's follow the rule book kind of thing. Uh, any thought about running for president again? You know, sometimes until uh, my wife says, why in the world would you want to do that again? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think so much of it depends on, um, you know, if there were a free for all, you know, with an open, open race, that's one yeah. thing. If Donald Trump runs again, I, I just don't know that uh, there'll be uh, anybody that will be able to compete with Donald Trump in a primary. And so I think it depends on what, what happens over time. Right now, I'm mostly concentrating. You know, I'm running for re-election in Kentucky, and so I'm up in November and concentrating Good. on that battle. And How's it not going? Really thinking beyond that. I would assume you it's know, going well. I think pretty good. What we're finding in Kentucky is that, like I say, the Democrat Party has left conservative Democrats. You know, my in-laws were conservative Democrats, you know, mm-hmm. church-going, God-fearing, conservative Democrats. But they saw the party leave them, and that's what's happened to so many. I mean, we've had party officials now switch parties. We have people changing registration. And so we're now on even footing. And the Democrat areas that were Democrat going back to the time of Andrew Jackson have actually switched and become Republican. So we're in a better place there. Um, We have a few cities uh, that vote Democrat, but they're not as dominating as, like, you know, Atlanta sort of dominates the population of Georgia now. They're probably equal to the rest of the state. And so it's it's becoming more hard when we don't do as well in the cities. Fortunately, in Kentucky, we um, have a, a significant, strong rural population that's mm-hmm. able to more than counterbalance the uh, city vote. Mm-hmm. Rand Paul, thank you so much, Senator. I appreciate it. Thanks, Clay. You bet. Uh, we are better off having him in the Senate, Kentucky. You better. You better reelect him. <laughs> Interesting answer on the... Uh... The presidential yeah. thing. That seems like, you know, no Trump, and he seems like he'd be. He's. Be, I think be there's a lot of people yeah. that would say that. Yeah. If Trump's running, I'm out. Right. If he's, because, you know, if he's, he's gonna, not, you're going to start with a 50 point deficit, and no one wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you'll be, he'll find something about you, <laughs> and you'll forever be labeled that. I mean, he's good at that. Yeah. He's yes, very yes. good at that. There comes a day when you wake up in the morning, stare at your bed and think, you know, I think I'm doing the sleeping thing wrong. Uh, Stu and I, we have to talk about our sleep discovery that we had. <laughs> it's the dumbest sleep discovery ever. We both had it uh, just this weekend. Anyway, um, you could change your sleeping situation. Try my pillow. Just try it. It is. It's got a 60 day money back guarantee, blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, I fluffed it up last night and... Uh, I it was just 
perfect. It was per- I don't know how this pillow works. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know. But you fluff it once and it stays like that. MyPillow.com. They also have the Giza Dream Sheets, which are fantastic. They're 60% off. They're as low now as $39.99 if you use the promo code BECK. 60-day money-back guarantee in all their products. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Use the promo code BECK, and you'll get a copy of Mike Lindell's book free with your purchase. So enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials from MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, I told you that the Biden administration yesterday, they are with you. They are in the fight. They know what you're feeling, what you desire. That's why yesterday they came out and said, uh, we're going to let the 20th hijacker go from 9-11. From 9-11. We're going to let him out of Gitmo. Uh, he's going to need some psychiatric care, but we're going to send him back to uh, Saudi Arabia where he's from. Oh, and all the hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. That's weird. I'm sure he'll get the help he needs and we won't have a problem with him again. Um, he, uh, they, they also said that they're going to start handing out crack pipes. You know, another thing that was on your checklist, I'm sure. And, uh, the Reuters reporter was like, hold on just a second. Now this is Andrea Shalala. And, uh, she was asking, uh, Jen Psaki yesterday, whether or not president Joe Biden is going to investigate quote, the right wing forces responsible for supporting Canada's freedom convoy. Right. And I mean, we've all thought of that one. We've all thought, whoa, wait a minute. Can we investigate those criminals? Because, you know, they're criminals. Stu, let me ask you a question. They get us right so often. You know, conservatives, Mm. they they just they nail us. These the press, they just nail us every day. Do they have microphones at our secret meetings? I think they must. You know, I remember the big secret meeting where we were like, how are we going to fight back against this? And we all said, Canadian, Canadian truckers. Like all at the same yes, time. It was exactly. It was that's the exactly most the most obvious to, path. Yeah. It was like freedom. Yeah. We're like, we have to fight for our freedom here. Canadian, Canadian truckers. truckers. Right. Was, that's the, uh, that's the, it was, the way you, that was you the, do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, we've gone to the Canadian truckers to yeah. save us, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that that is really where we've, <laughs> where we are. Uh, I mean, you know, look, they're not even popular there and they're fighting back here. I think the the movement. I'm not sure they're not popular. It doesn't seem like at least, you know, if, if maybe you don't believe the polls or whatever. But like Canadians are different. They, they, as, as similar as they are to Americans, they have a different way of dealing with authority. It's it's yeah, much more they agreeable. go in their house and wait until summer. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And they it, just you know, they never, ever. They don't protest. They don't. I mean, it's not they, what they do. No, it's not what they that's do. That's kind of what we do, and it's that's why it's surprising to see it happening in the numbers well, in Canada. Of it was on but our Kiwanis Club meeting. We said Canadian, Canadian truckers. That's what's going to solve our problems here. This is the Glenn Beck.
So are you interested <laughs> in financing a home that you're going to have houses in just constantly underwater because your pipes are always bursting and you're always going to have to move out and go to a different hotel? That's like, exactly what Sarah does. Oh, she's, really? Yeah. That's right. This is the Sarah yeah. Sullivan. Uh, yeah, she just about got it finished and pipes burst again. Yeah. And, and then and then again. So that's the third, third time, right, third Sarah? Time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, the one two three Sarah Sullivan <laughs> home for happiness plan that she's working on, and yeah. she's done it with American financing. Uh, American financing does not make your pipes burst, though. They no. do finance your mortgage at a great rate, and she has yeah. a great rate on this home. Um, unfortunately, she can't seem to keep it out from underwater, which is a it's a problem. But you could actually have your house dry and go, going toward financial freedom, just like Sarah in, in a couple of years. When the house dries out. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. American financing, 800. Well, the black mold might play Well, out. yeah, well, that's yeah. obviously the next step. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. Radio show. Back in just a second. so weird every day i come in and he says that and then i talk and i'm like i'm glenn beck what are the odds that i'm on the glenn beck program every day it's weird now we're making we're making i didn't get a lot of sleep last night we're (laughs) making great progress on esg i gotta give you an update oh and by the way an update on the book if you've ordered it it's gonna be out in the next couple of weeks and hopefully you'll be hopefully you'll be able to go to a store and and buy it uh but if you've already ordered it it's going to be shipped in the next couple of weeks and the audiobook is now uh, available i'm telling you the guy who read it should win a grammy it was he read it beautifully beautifully coincidentally yeah. same name as the guy who the, the this program is about every day it's weird hmm. it's weird but you can get it at amazon or uh Kindle, not Kindle, but uh, Audible, or wherever you get your audiobooks. Make sure you pick it up. Again, Grammy, I can see him on stage. I can see him on stage this year, accepting that Grammy. And he'll probably go off on some sort of political rant, and it will be embarrassing and horrible, and everybody will just yell at him. But I think you'd like it. All right, let me tell you uh, about our sponsor this half hour. It's the Tuttle Twins. A rising tide lifts all boats. That is a phrase that is incredibly important to the foundation of our belief in Americans. It isn't something that children uh, learn through osmosis. You have to teach them. We don't learn leftist thinking through osmosis. 
you gotta drill that into your their little heads and that's what they're being taught they're not they're not being taught rising tide lifts all boats there's a war in our country of ideology and it is incredibly important that you understand you are the only defense of your children nobody else is going to teach them this stuff no one will teach them your kids and your grandkids please every every if you have neighbors that have kids you should have this book in your home uh because you never know when you have the opportunity to drill the truth into a kid's head uh that's probably a not the best phrase to use but anyway 35 percent off the normal price they're giving away a copy of their magazine yeah they even have a magazine plus all 12 activity workbooks just go to tuttletwinsbeck.com get the deal right now tuttletwinsbeck.com but do it before friday night you'll get both bonuses and the discount tuttletwinsbeck.com oh 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 is exactly what i was thinking um listen here is some good news about the Great Reset. Late last week and over the weekend, there is, there is a flood of new interest from state lawmakers looking to stop ESG and the rise of the Great Reset. You are doing your job and you are, you're making a huge, huge difference. We have received uh, through Heartland, uh, which my co-author is a big part of uh, heartland and uh they're getting all kinds of inquiries and and uh they've had to actually put together a team of three people at the heartland institute that is just dedicated to helping state legislators and other state officials work on esg issues and the lawmakers i'm told are very clear on why they're doing this they all learned about the great reset from either listening to the program, watching one of my presentations on ESG, which is very hard to find now, or they heard it from a member of the audience. One member uh, last weekend said he's been reading the Great Reset book and knew he had to get involved. So here's the thing. Let me give you an update on what is happening We've just learned that uh, State Representative Jake Hoffman is introducing legislation, House Bill 2656, meant to stop the ESG discrimination in Arizona. Again, it's going to be House Bill 2656 for Arizona. This one, unlike other bills, this one I think is doing it right. Most states are dealing with government divestment. This is they're saying we're not going to put any money into your bank if you are coming uh, with any kind of ESG, and many of them only really concentrate on the E. I think that's a big mistake. Um, but this one will prohibit financial institutions, banks, doing business in Arizona, either directly or through a contractor, for using political affiliation or social credit, environmental, social, governance, or similar values-based or impact criteria when making credit and other financial service decisions. That is perfect. That is just perfect. We also found out that there are two bills in Oklahoma, Senate Bill 1644, House Bill 4201, that will prevent the use of all social credit scores 
by governmental entities, political subdivisions, business or persons. Fantastic. New bill that is going to be um, proposed in Wyoming. This is new. One that will be an attack on ESG scores and social credit systems in the state. That bill will be introduced soon, perhaps as early as the end of this week. We know now of five states that are introducing comprehensive bills to stop ESG and social credit scores. So they are Arizona, Kansas, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. These are the ones that are leading the way and should be considered the gold standard. There are others um, that are are making really good moves. Um, I don't think they go far enough. But they are trying to divest from anybody using the Great Reset groups like BlackRock because of their discrimination of fossil fuels and related businesses. Those states, uh, Indiana, Florida, Texas and West Virginia, really kind of disappointed in Texas and Florida. Quite honestly, I expect you to lead Uh, 14 state officials have sent warning shots to banks and financial institutions about targeting fossil fuel companies. In November, it was uh, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Carolina, South Dakota, Utah, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Together, we estimate that there are 20 states now pushing back against ESG in one form or another, although only five in that group have proposed bills that will tackle more than just the E in ESG. It is important to let your lawmakers know, hey, the S and the G relates to all of us. So does the E. You may not be able to get a loan uh, or be denied a loan because you're, a, you know, a, an automaker or a, somebody that's using gasoline engines. Uh, you're, um, you know, you're, you've got too many trucks that are running for your company that, you know, are not alternative fuels. Well, you may not get that loan. They may not get that loan to do it, but that affects you. How far do you drive to work? That is an ESG question that concentrates on the E, but it is about you, not a business. Uh, We've also been spreading the word among state lawmakers that Heartland has set up an email account specifically for state legislators and other state officials to contact so they can tell us about the work that they're doing to stop ESG scores in their states. Or if you have any questions, it's stop ESG at heartland.org. Stop ESG at heartland.org. The government relations team at Heartland will continue to work with any state lawmaker or state official who needs help with legislation. All you have to do is reach out and ask. And just to be clear, Arizona, Oklahoma, Wyoming are the new states on our list, and they are taking on all of ESG. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this program. Thank you for contacting your House and uh, Senate in your local state. That is the way to do it. Hold your banks accountable. Now, uh, there was a story in the New York Times. Um, I mean, I, if I didn't know better, I would say this author read my book 
the Great Reset, because, I mean, it is almost word for word. However, the author is for it. Uh, so uh, that's why she wrote it. She, and But she said the same things that I'm saying. It's positive. Now, why would the New York Times run an MMT, you know, uh, story at the pri- at the time when inflation is soaring? Most MMT people are embarrassed right now because inflation is going out of control. However, if you read the book or you read this argument uh, in the New York Times, it tells you everything you need to know. MMT is modern monetary theory. And what it is, is we can print as much money as we want. The government doesn't even have to worry about paying it back. It can just print and print and print. If that were true, how come we're just thinking about it now? How many governments and how many gold coins, clamshells, or whatever the else people had, why is this the first time? Somebody's like, you know what? The ocean's full of clamshells. Why don't we just go get all of them? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It doesn't work. Now, MMT, the experts in the article reason that we're we're seeing too much inflation now, and it's not because of the Fed and the Democrats printing too much money and spending too much money. No. No, it's that there's not a sufficient number of controls, i.e. regulations, on you, and taxes on you to manipulate prices to stop inflation. This is from the New York Times. Ms. Kelton and her colleagues make clear that the pandemic relief packages did not follow one of MMT's key tenants. They did not try to account for resource constraints ahead of time. In an MMT world, the Congressional Budget Office would have carefully analyzed possible inflation ahead of time. You know, the idiots that get it wrong every time there's a bill. Lawmakers would have tried to offset any strain on available workers and widgets with stabilizing measures and tax increases. The stabilizing measures that she's talking about are price controls and more regulations on businesses. Boy, this sounds like it's going to work, doesn't it? The taxes are not taxes to raise funds because you don't need taxes to raise funds in MMT, right? You don't need to raise taxes to pay for something because you don't have to worry about it. You can just print more. The Fed can print all the money it needs. Taxes are used like price controls to punish and destroy industries that are deemed to be bad for the economy by central planners. So the idea that the New York Times is proposing is to stop the inflation crisis. We need the CBO to step up. You know, and impose price and labor controls. This is great. I love this because that's never been tried. That is what's coming our way. That's what the Great Reset is all about. That's what Joe Biden is doing. That's why we're hemorrhaging money and going to have massive inflation for the foreseeable uh, future. The thing that will stop all of this is you saying, I'm not going to play this game. I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm going to stand up in my local state, my local community against ESG. I'm taking my money out of these big, huge banks because believe me, the big, huge, that's the Fed. That's the Fed. 
The Fed is not a part of the federal government. It is the big banks. And, you know, when the oh, the president's nominated another uh, another Fed chairman and he's got to go in front of the Senate. Really? Really? The president has nominated. Well, that's the president's right. He can nominate, but he can only nominate from a list of like three people that the Fed chairs approve. Now, I've seen this before. I've seen this in Alabama. We have a document over next door here at the museum uh, from, the I think, the 1930s or 50s when they were like, you're not letting black people vote. And they're like, no, that's not true. That is not true. Black people can vote at any time in the Democratic Party. Not true. Yes, it is. Here's, a, here's the way it works. Yes, they can't vote in the white primary because that's a white primary. But once we get the primary done, they can choose to vote for that white guy. That's how they did it. We have the we actually have the the uh, voting uh, instructions and, and uh, voter tabulation where it's whites only primary. So pick from these 10 white guys, all you white people. And then when we get one that we want to run, then blacks can vote. Sure. Oh, that's exactly what the Fed is. The Fed says, well, the president can pick, but only from this list. And and who picks that list? All the banks. The 12 chairs of the Fed. So all of the banks. They're saying, yeah, we, we want him. So when the banks, when the Fed says, you know, the banking sector is really having trouble and we're thinking maybe we should bail them out. They're bailing themselves out. I, I, this is the biggest scam. This whole this whole thing that we've created, not what the founders created, but what the progressives created in the last 100 years is the biggest scam. They tell you that, oh, we got to save the banks. That's saving them, not you, them. Now, you know, oh, we're not racist. We're, we're anti-racist. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that why you're giving crack pipes out to underserved communities joe biden what i'm just mad honestly i'm just mad because as a wealthy white man i have to buy my own crack pipe (laughs) i should be on that list too they should give them to me not just those in the underserved communities unbelievable back in a minute now, if you uh, if you if you really understand what I just said, you might want to plan for the future and call Goldline. Your financial house is going to come up against insanity. You think insanity is here. You think inflation is here. Gang, you ain't seen nothing yet. The Great Reset is here. Now, you're feeling it because the average price is is about to break $4 a gallon for gasoline. $4 a gallon. You know what happened in 2008? How how expensive was gasoline in 2008 with the, the final straw to break our back? Oh, gosh. I don't have it in front of me anymore, but it was 4, 415. 4, 4, 4, I thought it was $4.40 or something. Didn't it get up that high? Uh, no, I think it was I think it was 415 okay. You look, look, maybe yeah. you're right. 
Um, we're anyway, we're not far away from that. Right. Okay. And it's going to go higher and higher and higher. Please consider having some of your investments, some of the money that you have saved in gold or silver. If you don't, if you're like, I don't have a lot of money buy silver. It's cheap. If, if this happens, what I'm saying is going to happen. Gold is going to be worth so much money. Hey, can you break a $10,000 coin? No. Silver will be used. It will preserve the value. Right now, you can get a gold Indian or a $5 gold Liberty coin, um, and they're offering special incentives that they've never released before. Free gold and silver together. Call Goldline now. Find out how to qualify. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. They are waiting for your call right now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Well, I I noticed that uh, Stu is not talking about the real story today. I'm not. No, no. We did talk about the crack pipes. <laughs> we did. We okay. did. And we're, we're both safe. upset about it. Very upset. Well, we're just upset it didn't happen faster. Exactly right. And it isn't targeting rich white people. Why don't rich white people get safe crack pipes as well? Well, because they, you know, they have so many crack pipes that the government could take one of their crack pipes and give it to underserved communities, and those rich people wouldn't even notice that one of their crack pipes is missing. Mm. Finally, we hit the level of equality we've all been searching for. There it for. is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Redistribution of crack pipes. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you haven't heard the story, that's what Joe Biden announced yesterday. But Andrew Cuomo is also reportedly expressing regret mm. over leaving office. Hmm. Sure, it doesn't say not leaving office earlier. No, no, no. He, actually, he believes he has been vindicated. I mean, this guy is delusional. He's delusional. His justification seems to be, I guess, they didn't actually press criminal charges uh, from the statute woman. of limitations. Well, the woman he groped, right? Uh, there wasn't, I guess, enough to. Not enough in his hand. I guess he didn't get enough of a cup. I don't know yeah. exactly what huh. he was trying to do there, uh. but. Uh, very sad uh, story. Uh, and the rumor is now him and Chris Cuomo are uh, pl- plotting a comeback, potentially with a new podcast. Really? Dumb yeah. and Dumber? <laughs> is that what they're going to call it? I, I mean, I think that name is already taken, but, you know, yeah, it applies so well. Maybe they can work something which out. Which one would be dumb and which one would be dumber? Oh, I'm going to leave that up to the experts. The Glenn Back Program. All right, Cuomo is obviously dumb, and the other Cuomo is dumber. Dumber, yeah. Uh, It's February. Normally, this time of year, I've given up on my New Year's resolutions, but this year, mm -mm. oh, I'm still chugging along. I've lost weight, just like I promised to do. I'm keeping at it, though everything I think about that I want to eat uh, makes me want to ram my car into the side of uh, Burger King and steal all of the burgers. You know, was that you? Mm -hmm. I saw that on the news. Yeah, it was me. It was me. (laughs) Anyway, um, you know, what's helping me is uh, built bars. Built bars are delicious and they're made with 100 percent real chocolate. Have you tried their puffs? If not, you are missing out. They are 
protein-infused marshmallows. Fluffy, delightful, covered in real chocolate. May I just say, delicious. Uh, you can right now uh, get the fluffy uh, puffs right now at built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off. BEC15, promo code BEC, built.com. Welcome to, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Don't forget, the audiobook is out of The Great Reset. Read by somebody. I don't even know how they got him. I don't know how they got him. He was, he's very busy and hard to get, just not willing to sit down and do everything. But he took 10 hours uh, in edited time uh, and just read this thing. And he did it, oh, like it was written by him. Really, it's crazy. Uh, his name is Glenn Beck, and he has uh, read the new audiobook, The Great Reset. It's available now. It actually has extra stuff in it because it's my book and my audiobook, and so I added extra stuff. Uh, you can check it out now. Get it wherever you get your audiobooks. Okay. I want to tell you the story of David Murphy. Do we have any spy? Do we have any, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, dragnet, anything like that? Do we have? How about I would just use this? Every just. Can you give me the, uh, give me, give me this here, Sarah. Yeah. Let me tell you about David Murphy. Da- uh, David Mayberry. Mayberry. David Mayberry. He lives on Kent Street in downtown Ottawa. Right there in the heart of the ongoing trucker protest. He'd been told by his media, even his prime minister, that the people involved in that truck convoy were racist, anti-Semitic, Conspiracy theorists, hate mongers, bullies, you know the type. So Mayberry, David Mayberry, saw them, watched them for days, parked in his neighborhood. He watched these monsters. In the daylight, they honked their horns, stepped out briefly into the cold to stretch their legs. Then, then at night... Well, he said they sat quietly in their trucks, having small conversations among themselves and maybe having a cigarette or two. But what were they talking about? Yeah, sure, about how much they hate indigenous people or something like that. David said, you know, they started looking like they weren't really monsters. So he decided to do what only Mayberry, David Mayberry, would do. He went out to meet his new neighbors in the streets. That was ugly. No media outlets were there, you know, talking to the people involved in the protest, so David did. He he said he didn't know what to expect. He was even afraid. I mean, how can you blame him? Somewhere in their truck, they had their clan outfit. Even though the clan has nothing to do with Canada, which is really, but that was the American influence, I'm telling you there. Well, he had conversations, and he's he's described it as one pleasant conversation at a time. Every stereotype about the truckers was shattered. He realized, wait a minute, they're not racist, they're not radicals, and they're not anti-vaxxers. These are people who just didn't want to see their nation designate a whole group of people as the untouchables. 
Well, David has documented this now in a story you can find in the National Post or whatever they call the newspapers up there. He said, as I finally made my way back home after talking to dozens of truckers in the night, I realized I met someone from every province except for Prince Edward Island. They have a deep love for their country. They believe in it. They believe in Canadians. These are people that Canada relies on to build its infrastructure, deliver its goods, and fill the ranks of military in times of war. The overwhelming concern they have is that the vaccine mandates are creating an untouchable class of Canadians. They didn't make highfalutin arguments from Plato's Republic, Locke's treaties, or somebody else's interpretation of Westminster parliamentary systems, which I've read and I love. I could talk about the parliamentary system for days. Instead, they see their their government willing to push a class of people outside the boundaries of society, deny them a livelihood, deny them full membership in the most welcoming country in the world. And they said enough. Last night I learned my new neighbors are not monstrous, faceless, occupying mobs. They are our moral conscious reminding us with every blow of their horn something that we shouldn't have forgotten. We are not a country that makes an untouchable class out of our citizens. Yeah, that's right. That's what he did. That is exactly what he did. Mayberry, David Mayberry. Don't forget that name. This is really the solution. What he did. You know, we're flirting with civil war. That was our conversation yesterday. The right and the left beginning to think the differences are just too big. And ideas are irreconcilable. I I mean, I don't know how we, you know, uh, we're going to end capitalism. Uh, No, we're not. You know, we're just going to have a couple of mandates here. No, 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 we're not. No, uh uh-uh. There are things that are in the Bill of Rights that we just can't compromise on. And that is true. However, I don't think we're as far as we are as far apart as everybody says we are. If we would just talk to each other, and that's one of the reasons why they want to make people untouchable. They need to polarize and isolate. So you don't talk to them. Because if you do, you would notice that the majority of Americans, right and left, I should say Democrat, Republican, Independent, are good. We're not the country of Twitter. And almost no one is untouchable. And that's a good thing. See, where we really differ, and let me go into Bible country. Stu, can I get an amen? Amen. All right. Uh, now, I normally don't talk about the Bible because my vast knowledge of the Bible is a little intimidating, <laughs> intimidating to some. Don't you mm-hmm. think that's to your level? Yeah. I, hallelujah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you the story of Lot from the Gospel of Glenn. What happened? What, what was the whole Sodom Gomorrah thing about? I mean, what do you get from that? Remember, the angels come and they're like, you know, you can't destroy. What if there's one good guy there? There's not one good guy. But what if there was? All right, go find him. So these angels go down and they go into Sodom and Gomorrah and they realize, wow, this place is like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's bad. And uh, Lot 
sees them out, you know, with the people. And he's like, you guys got to come in here. I don't know if he knew they were angels or not. I'm only saying that just so you don't feel intimidated by my vast scriptural knowledge. Mm. Um, but uh, so he's he's like, come on in here. Then there's a knock on the door. And it's the mob outside. And they're like, give us those guys that just came in. We're going to do what Sodom is known to do. Bring them outside. And Lot's like, no, but you can have my daughter. Whoa, Lot. I'm thinking the angels went, Lot, that's a, not a good idea. That's no. No, he's kidding. You can't have his daughter. No, really, you could have my daughter. Just don't take them. No, he's kidding still. So what happens? They start to leave because God's going to destroy the city. And uh, for some reason, they said, and by the way, don't turn around and look at him. And his wife, lo and behold, women, you know what I'm saying? Women. She turns around. She looks at she turns into, a, you know, a big statue of salt. So what do we get out of this story? First of all, Lot could have been the Mortons of that area. Okay. You could have been shaving salt off her feet. You could have been maybe, maybe. Maybe at her knees. I mean, the kids would cry. Oh, mom's lost her feet. Yeah, yeah. But we still have, you know, her head and everything. He could have have made a fortune. But did he? No. First thing I get out of this story. Second thing I get is, wait a minute. Hold on. Why would Lot say, I'll give you my daughter? That doesn't sound like something a dad would say. Does it? Or a good dad. You know, I know there's some dads that are like, hey, 10 bucks. Those are bad dads, not the ones you usually find in the not bursting into flame or turning into a pillar of salt kind of category. You know what I mean? So why would he say that? Why is that in there? And how come the angels were like, you know what? I still think you're a good guy. You were going to just throw your daughter out to the wolves here. That's there to remind us one thing. You'll notice that the angels, you know, were not there for the, you know, the good, really fun, uh, you know, uh, backdoor entertainment. They were not there for that. And uh, that's what everybody in the town apparently wanted. And uh, I don't know if these angels were hot or what, but that's what they wanted. And it's not enough that they didn't participate. Get this. Not enough that they didn't participate. They, it was not enough. They were like, no, no, we're just here to see this guy. I mean, that looks like fun. Sure. But I think we're going to pass on that. We're just visiting. No, the mob followed them to Lot, to Lot's house. It's not OK. It's not OK. You will participate. What does Lot do? He decides, maybe if I compromise, I'll give you my daughter. Do you think that would have stopped the mob? They would have taken his daughter and the two guys. You can't compromise with evil. You can't compromise with the mob. The mob won't take no for an answer. That's why you can't, you, you can't live 
in the same place where people say, I just read an article this morning. Uh, gosh, who was it? It was a it was an op ed piece. And they're like, can we really even live with these people? And they were talking about the people who won't take the vaccine. Can we really even live with them? Uh, uh, what's the other option? <laughs> I mean, surely, to quote George Bernard Shaw, surely everybody knows, you know, a few people that don't deserve to live anymore. No, George, I think that, mm, I mean, maybe you wrote good plays, but I think everybody should remember that that's what you said. Forget about the play thing. That is what they intend. They will not take no for an answer. So here is the lesson. They'll never coexist. We could have a civil war and say, we could just, we could just say, hey, you pick the first 25. We get Texas, but you pick, okay, the next 25. And we'll just live there. They will not do that because you will comply. And the second thing is, good heavens, man, if your wife is ever turned to salt, just start at the bottom, shave off and sell that salt. You will be the Mortons of your day. My gosh. What is Lot thinking? Patriot Mobile. Full-scale assault on truth right now. Your right to speak the truth. From YouTube to Spotify, there is a war. And you will comply or what? Well, with the help of big tech and the U.S. government, there are still a few companies that have slipped through their fingers. That's why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. This is America's only Christian conservative more, uh, mobile carrier. That's why it's so evil, right? They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same cell towers as the major carriers. You get the same great nationwide coverage, plus the peace of mind that your money isn't supporting things like abortions. Patriot Mobile. It has plans to fit any budget, and they provide excellent customer support. More importantly, they share your values and support religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, first responders. You know, the things we all thought we agreed on. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. And if you're a veteran or first responder, you're going to save even more right now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Why aren't you doing it right now? What? Oh, that's more important, really? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. Sure, there's been a lot of good news this week. Uh, you've got uh, the... You know, Biden administration uh, yesterday releasing $25 billion in the frozen assets and shipping it right over to Iran. Uh, you have the crack pipe thing, which everybody loves. Uh, free crack pipes uh, for those in underserved communities. Uh, you have the the uh, needle vending machine 
that they announced yesterday. Oh, uh, they also have uh, they want to have half of the population as a labor member. It's all good. It's all good. What could we do that would brighten your day even more? Have you heard Russell Brand uh, doing his imitation of Brian Stelter? It's hysterical. Listen. Which sounds great, but not all That's opinions really are created equal. Now, listen here, Sonny Jim. You're not only making people not trust you, you're making them not trust me. Who just wing it. Who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms. Well, like, why don't people trust me? They trust Rogan, but I'm perfectly trustworthy. Look how loose my tie knot is. Joe Rogan's irresponsible. He took horse maggot medicine the other day. Now tell me, sir, and don't tell me anything other than this. Should there be a war? Yes, there should be a war. Interview's done. I'd like to see you do that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> that whole rant that that came from is hysterical. What is the Russell Brand thing? I, I don't. I he was an actor, right? And then he's now he's just he's, podcasting. Yeah, he's podcasting. What's his? He's funny. He's, he's really funny. funny. He was comedian, right? I mean, he was yeah. kind of came from that. He's background. very funny, but he's also just, I think, common sense. Generally speaking, he's common sense because he seems to be yes. sane on some things. Yes, but then he, wasn't he also yeah. married to Katy Perry, which pushes back against that narrative yeah. completely? I mean, sanity is you know, it's a flow. It's a right. you know, okay. it's, it's like the ocean, mm-hmm. ebb and flow, ebb and flow. Sometimes the tide's way out. Other times you're like, I'm going to be crushed by this crazy wind. Right. <laughs> so, all right. See you tomorrow on radio. This is the Glenn Beck Program.